0: blog talk radio
1: there we are hello 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 this is your host dr deb carlin here on the k factor where k equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it and this is a program called no apologies and i'm here with my dear friend and co-host richard flint good morning richard flint how are you today
0: um, good morning, only it's actually, in my world, it's good afternoon, but you can still be in the morning and I'll be in the afternoon. <laughs> this means that I'm a heavy you.
1: <laughs> or you're worn out already and I'm just getting zippy. <laughs> That's
0: right. What time did you get up?
1: You know what? I woke up at 3.30 and I decided to stay in bed until about quarter after four, and then I just got up. But I, I opened up my my morning in gratitude and thankfulness, And I did some, you know, stretching and exercising, and and I thought, thank you. It's going to be a good day.
0: It is a good day. I got up around 4.20 and got ready and ran by Dunkin' Donuts and got me a cup of coffee. And with Sinvo this morning, I got me a donut. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
0: I went on over uh, for my physical therapy this morning on my hip.
1: Oh, and you're doing great, aren't you? I am. I am, I am, I am.
0: uh, getting ready to see if I can swing a golf club.
1: Maybe ah.
0: next week I'm going to just see how it feels to do it. Really? Yeah, but slowly. Yeah. Slowly.
1: Right, that's right. Be one with it. That's right. That's so awesome. You had a good.
0: You had a good Thanksgiving.
1: You know what? I did. I had a beautiful Thanksgiving, and and you know it was really strange. Thanks. I, I love the holidays. Every month there's a holiday, and I and I grew up. Celebrating that way, and Thanksgiving is uh the month for gratefulness and gratitude, and then a, a celebration a feast and epicurean delight of foods I love and you know as i'm as i'm as I'm cleaning and prepping the turkey, I have my mother right there beside me, and I'm running through all these conversations that we had and the way we do the stuffing recipe and all that and and so. I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. I just, I really, I I was in contemplation about it for probably the whole month, and then I thought of different scenarios, and then I thought, well, I'm just not doing anything. And I thought, no, I know it's going to happen. If I don't do anything, it'll be 11 o'clock and I'll start feeling morose because I caved into a negative thought, which you can't afford the luxury of a single negative thought. So... The day, two days before on Tuesday, I thought, you know what, I'm getting up at my normal hour, and I will be at the grocery when they open the doors at 7 a.m., and I will get my shopping done, and I will get things prepped, and I will have a beautiful day on, when, on Thursday. And I did. I did my prep, and indeed, my, my parents were there in spirit, and everyone I loved was there in spirit. So did you like it? Because I had you at the table.
0: Oh, yeah. So when was the last time that you had a Thanksgiving just by yourself?
1: Oh, uh, it's been it's been a while. It's been a long time since I've had a Thanksgiving by myself because what I what I normally have done is is instead of having everybody show up at a time, I do an open house all day, and so there are people who go out and and play. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Turkey ball, and it's really football. Uh, yes. Yeah, football with a turkey. I don't know. It's some kind of thing. Uh, and then um, we had, uh, you know, there's different like running things, marathons and things that are traditionally on Thanksgiving. So I would have an open door policy, and people would come by, and they'd be, you know, athletic and. I'd have the doors open and a fireplace going, and no matter what the weather was, and it and it was all day feasting, and then uh, kind of a combination of a buffet and sit down, and whoever was there was there, and I loved it because it was a great opportunity to see a lot of people and to have quite a celebration. And yeah, this was a different year. Were you
0: lonely?
1: Um, you know, I actually, on Thanksgiving itself, I did not experience loneliness. I experienced um, a certain embracing of how rich my life has been and how many memories I have. Um, I cried. I did cry. I cried not for me, but I cried for our world and for our country. And for how many people, all of us, in one way or another, are are victims and pawns in a game being played that is costing us hugs, embraces, and face-to-face conversations, pass the dishes, and say prayers together. I cried about that. I watched old movies on Turner Classic Movies. (laughs) That was delightful You know, anytime you get Cary Grant or Spencer Tracy And a few of those people from the 30s and the 40s It's always delightful But yeah, I really felt in terms of thankfulness I thought thought a lot of thankfulness about my life And about being an American And then I felt a lot of uh, sadness for my fellow human beings And the condition that we're all experiencing with all of this How about you?
0: Well, Thanksgiving, uh, you know, normally it's a time when, um, I guess, most of the time I've been in Florida during Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah.
0: Here in Virginia this year, and uh, it was just it was just quiet. Uh, as I told you, uh, we were invited over to uh, Karen's sister's house for Thanksgiving, but the little grandbaby um, had a fever,
1: mm. so.
0: Karen and I talked about it, and we decided that uh, I would not go. Yeah. So I stayed here and made me a bologna and cheese sandwich and watched football.
1: (laughs) Bologna and cheese sandwich and watch football. That's classic. That's that's classic, and it was
0: was, really good. Uh, I'm not a big fan of turkey.
1: Oh, I love turkey. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm more of a ham person Than I am a turkey person Yeah,
1: I remember you said that We were talking about Thanksgiving last week yeah. That is really funny So did you get leftovers brought home for you?
0: Yep yeah. Turkey <laughs> <laughs> and, and brownies,
1: I, some brownies. <laughs> I, was, I was trying real good
0: I was trying real diligently To be good and not eat the brownies looking at me.
1: Yeah, they beckon you, don't they? Yeah.
0: Little buggers. And then they have this angry look if you don't take a bite of them.
1: So. <laughs> and I don't
0: like angry brownies. So no, no, no.
1: anger's um, never good. So were you lonely on Thanksgiving?
0: No. But, you know, Deb, one of the things about me is that I spend most of my life by myself. Yeah. You know, in the world that I've been living in of traveling all the time and, you know, uh, airplanes, hotels. Yeah. Uh, then you have an audience, uh, and then you're back on the plane to the hotel.
1: Mhm. So
0: I I rarely get lonely. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now more than anything with me, uh, I just feel out of sync uh, because the the routine that would be normal for my life has been turned upside down. Right. And, uh, you know I'm. I find myself wondering, uh, because I'm listening to everything they're talking about with the vaccine and, you know, just wondering, are we going to get back to some sort uh, of a life where we don't feel like we're being controlled? I, I listen to what's happening out there right now in the different mayors of these cities and these governors that are talking now, they want to shut everything down again, and they want people to sequester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, think that, I think that they pretty well pushed a lot of people to the breaking point.
1: Yeah.
0: Where, you know, they listen to what's being said, and then they watch what these people in power do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just the hypocrisy of what is.
1: It is. It's It's huge. I cannot believe that anybody who is in a position as a governor or a mayor or anything in the, in the federal level, I cannot believe that anybody who is in a position of leadership says to everybody, look, I'm going to break your heart. It's for your own good. Do these things. Got to go. I got an appointment got to get my hair done, got to go to a restaurant, got to go with family, got to take a flight, and then live their life. It, it is, it, that was part of what I found so crushing when I thought about the somber reality of the holiday. I mean, first of all, one of the other things that I grew up with on Thanksgiving, in addition to people coming in and out of the house, and having family and a lot of different friends of the family. There was also the Macy's Day Parade. And, and it was crowds of people and lots of music, and it was beautiful and everything was festive. And this year was um, bleak and pathetic. And, it, and I don't care what anybody says. No apologies is really the appropriate term for our show. This is a plan break the American spirit, take away their freedom, take away their holidays, shut them up, cancel them when they say the wrong thing. Get in line, march in step, or we'll make you more miserable, and we're going to muffle you with a a face diaper, and we're going to make sure that you're very obedient. I sound a little angry, don't I? Well, I am. Yeah, Yeah, well I I turned the Macy's Day Parade off for a couple
0: of minutes, and You know, it was just no fun to watch because there was no energy there. No. Um, And it just, it didn't have the, the spirit.
1: You know the. Yeah, and the only reason that football is allowed at all is because it's satiating the men in our country just enough, just enough to keep you all from having. You know a major meltdown and I you know people can say I'm sexist that women watch football too. okay, fine, say whatever you want it, you know it's it's really I love football too but i I love watching men watch football because you guys are hilarious to me <laughs> well and when you watch it because
0: uh, there's a lot missing because there's not the there's not the people uh, the people in the stands no. so there's not the energy and you know they pump noise in. Right. Uh, like there's a crowd there right but when you look and you see the empty stadiums you know and the other thing they were talking about is they have to play the games because football's a billion dollar business Ugh.
1: I know I know now I will tell you the thing that I'm really aggravated about and I predicted this and I'm tired of predicting these things but since the beginning of the year it's been okay we're not we can't do, we cannot do St. Patrick's Day. Okay, we know we can't have any of the churches open on Easter. Memorial Day, well, you know, maybe, you know, okay, let us out a little bit maybe. Can't can't do the normal. 4th of July, we're not having fireworks. You know, I mean, you could probably count on one hand the places where there were fireworks this year. And by the time it it became uh, Labor Day, you know, and people are looking at Thanksgiving. I was I was delighted to be able to be on a beach for the summer, but I knew that they would they would turn off Thanksgiving. And 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 you know, part of what made me really sad was I was thinking about on Thanksgiving about Christopher Columbus, and I'm in Chicago right now, and I I went to where Columbus the statue was that was, you know, at 3.30 in the morning moved by the mayor of Chicago to a, to a discreet protected location before he was annihilated. And I thought, people who want to do that don't even understand who Columbus was and what it was all about. But we came here for our religious freedoms. One of my favorite masses of the entire year is Thanksgiving morning mass. No, I'm not going to mass right now because I will not – go, sign in so I can be tracked, wash my hands, wear a mask, have no holy water, have a partial communion, not be able to sing unless I keep this mask on. It's muffled. That's poison. I'm not allowed to do the sign of peace and love and embrace my, my fellow parishioners. You know, I, 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 I think it's sinful for me to be in church because when I go to Mass, I'm saying – bad things as opposed to being reverent and praying
0: so are you being rebellious
1: yeah I'm really rebelling against the, the the fourth Reich how's that I really am I'm very um disappointed that as an optimistic person as a person who loves being happy and who loves life that I am so deadly concerned for our humanity. And I kept thinking maybe it was better in other places around the world, but that's not what I hear from my direct friends in other places around the world. Well,
0: and you and I both know that disappointment is a way of sucking positive energy out of people. Yeah. Because disappointment is just like, you know, our, our, inner, uh, our inner foundation uh, with a slow leak in it. Yeah. And, you know, I I I agree with you. I think there is a, a plan in place. Um, and I don't think all of this stuff is by accident. And, you know, we've talked about this, but I don't agree with all the numbers that they're pushing out there right now. <laughs> no way.
1: Not on anything.
0: Yeah. Because I think the numbers are, you know, there's... They're just there to heighten the fear. As long as, as, long as we are a country that's being driven by the fear of what if, uh, we're sheep. I
1: know. We're sheep. You know, it's so the, the the sadness of all of this is so um, really. Unbearable I I know that Christmas I mean You know Santa Has already been called off You can't go see Santa They're not having Where is it You're going to go see Santa at And Santa is what Going to wear a big mask Over his big beard And is Santa going to Have a little kid Sit on his lap No You stand Six feet away from Santa What a horrible Photo op that is And so you know, Christmas will, of course, be damaged again. I was, I was very glad that the Archdiocese of New York um, decided to go to court over the the closing of churches, the issue of churches. But I was very displeased with the court's decision. I was initially elated, thinking, "Well, great, that's a win, that's progress." But it's a it's a false it's a false progress. What is the science behind well you can be at 25% capacity i thought you were supposed to be 6 feet apart how do you know what the dimensions of the of the of the chapel are so what 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 difference does 25% mean and and then all these rules about you know you you can only have people over to your house for a maximum of 2 hours and you can only have 6 people and you know you have to sit every other seat and it's like, how big do you think anybody's dining room table is? <laughs> really? And you have to bring your own utensils, your own paper plates, and, and, and plastic forks and knives, and then they say you have to bring your own food? I mean, I'm thinking to myself, this is so heinous. Who Who does that? And I want, actually, all the politicians and all the leaders to wear the same body cameras that they put on police officers.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it concerns me when the statement is, faith is not essential.
1: That really concerns me.
0: Yeah, we can, we can open Walmart, we can open Home Depot and Lowe's and Target.
1: And tattoo and parlors. And all the new
0: boxes, because they're essential. Yeah. My faith is not essential.
1: Um, I had a couple people tell me that they were they went out to get a to go coffee you know a curbside coffee and there was a guy roam, roaming around a little bit and he was he was kind of lost and he said, "Hey, do you know where the so and so tattoo parlor is and they said, "Yeah, you like the building right behind you there the big Sciences tattoo right there. oh, do you know do you know um you guys don't smoke by any chance do you? no, do you know where I can get some cigarettes no, because we don't smoke. But you know, I don't know. The pharmacy. I mean, of all places to sell cigarettes, right? Go to the Walgreens or something. You can CVS and get get cigarettes. Um, <laughs> irony. Uh, and and they said, in in the one person said to this guy, "Why don't you just quit smoking?" And he said, "Oh no no no, I'm going in that tattoo parlor today. I have an appointment, and it, and I've got a twelve hour appointment for a big tattoo I'm getting." And I thought, <laughs> okay, that's really essential. Under no circumstances is that ever even safe or reasonable. But how is how is that even possible? How is that even possible?
0: Well, it's a you know, it's a hypocritical world we live in. And the things that they really go after are the things that are essential to people and their spirit and their faith. And that's why I keep talking about the fact that I think they're really out there to break the human spirit. No. You know, you and I have been putting these two words together since we started this, that what we have to be concerned about is the human condition. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the, the human spirit is a big part of the human condition. And break my spirit and there's not much left of me. And this is why there's a part of me that believes if they really keep pushing and pushing and pushing, uh, we are going to see a revolt. And, you know, and then you, you look at what's going on where, you know, Black Lives matters, especially in Chicago, <laughs> now saying we're going to up our presence because you're not meeting our demands. Oh. And so, you know, that we're not going to let up until you meet our demands. We're, we're the ones that help uh, to get uh, Mr. Biden elected, and you've got to meet our demands. And, you know, the unrest in this country is not over.
1: It's far from over. If, yeah. pre- if President Trump prevails, it's not over. If mm-hmm. Mr. Biden prevails, it's not over and and what we're doing is sitting sort of in the middle and on the sidelines uh wondering and i i will tell you i will say this i really i really um I've never minded spending time alone, but i really I really wish right now that I was in the Waltons, <laughs> you know. With my husband, John, and his parents living there and all of our children, and we're out in the mountains in Virginia, and, you know, we're away from um, it all. Because that's life. That is living. Well, I think the real test of everything
0: is going to be to see what they're, what they're going to do as we move closer to Christmas. And are they going to up the ante of all of their their ridiculous rules and, and everything?
1: You want me to tell you what my prediction is?
0: Let me think. Okay.
1: All of this is to get people so terrified. They're holding out the golden nugget. Here, come on, get vaccinated. Here you go. Come on, step up. Step right up. And then we will let you take off the mask and then you don't have to social distance, and we'll let you have Christmas, it will be a false promise that will do more harm than good. If you watch very carefully who some of our actual scientists are and some of who are really intelligent medical physicians are, the, the vaccinations are not anywhere close to what people think they are. It's not about stopping the coronavirus. It's about implanting people with a chip to make them trackable, to to disrupt their DNA, and to go into a cashless society, a cashless planet. And I, for one, will not consent. It's against my religion. It's against my my holistic practices. I, I really... Um, Object to the pressure and the theme of everybody must be vaccinated. If you want to get the vaccination, I will just say goodbye that day because you'll be dramatically altered from that moment forward and there's no undoing it. But just because you do, then good, you're immune. So they say. But I am, then I'm not a threat to you.
0: So well, the vaccine is just. Another one of those unknowns, but play into the uncertainty,
1: yep, which then
0: just heightens the fear
1: yes, that's right,
0: yeah uh, so, what are your plans for Christmas?
1: well, you know here let me let me do this i had I had said um, you know that what we were going to do in our show today is continue our dialogue about the state of the human condition amidst the most unsettling year here in 2020. It's not just about what began a year ago with respect to a virus from China, it is what has evolved as a result of that delivery to an entire country and an entire planet. Who had ever and could ever imagine that this would have happened? And add to that, we have a new political unrest that some find gleeful and others are in a state of deep concern and dread. But in the midst of that, all of that, life is good. There is happiness to be realized, and the world continues onward. The question is, what are your coping mechanisms, and what are you doing inside of your mind and heart to enjoy this life? So I I read that now because as you ask me what are my plans for Christmas, my plans for one day at a time – are to breathe, meditate, pray, exercise, fuel my body with healthy foods, do my business and, and do my very best to be helpful to other people and to 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 take walks and drives to go and look at at Christmas decorations and and see the beauty where it is out here in the world and celebrate it and, and feel the joy of that and to, to play Christmas music in my home and to, and to cook and bake dishes that uh, release aromas that are part of my healing process and well-being process and to call people and reach out and touch them and do Zoom calls as well as regular phone calls and and share joy. And, and remain vigil that this is a good world. Americans are not um, dominatable in total, but that we have an indomitable spirit and that we can and we will prevail no matter what. That's... That's what I'm doing and, and I would I would love to be in a crowded church for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And I just um I don't I don't see that happening. I would love to see it but I don't see it, so,
0: so are the churches there in Chicago still restricted?
1: I think the churches everywhere are restricted unless you're in communities I will not mention on on a live uh, you know, Internet channel, but the when you go in, yeah, you're still wash your hands with the sanitizing. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, aren't we in a house of faith? I mean, really seriously, shouldn't we be putting our hands into the holy water and feeling the healing and experiencing the grace of all that when we come in? If we're really faith-filled, you know. All these restrictions, I'm just, um, I'm actually pretty furious at my leadership across the world in my faith, which I embrace, because I think it is handled poorly. Well,
0: again, I'd like someone who, uh, who's making all these decisions to explain to me why faith is not essential.
1: I would like that,
0: too. Because I think my faith is very important, and it's very essential. And, you know, um, I do not go to church to worship. I go to church to celebrate.
1: Yeah.
0: I celebrate the goodness of life and, you know, what God has done for us. And I worship in private. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take away the celebration part. And you really do deplete the human spirit you know people need to be able to express their faith
1: yeah
0: and they need to be able to commune together
1: yeah <laughs> i you know I, I i think about my life right now and i and i really there's so many wonderful things that are happening and and that brings me great joy and i love that and then i think about you know you know what i would bet that people would say that that the people who are saying well you know the churches aren't essential and and you know this is this is not an essential we're not saying that faith isn't essential but god is everywhere go go and do your prayer thing out there go go do your praying somewhere <laughs> anywhere, and they would deny that they were attacking our religious freedoms. I mean, and I've heard some people say that, like, what's the big deal? You know, people just go to church to show off. Okay. I didn't realize that's what I was doing or any of my fellow parishioners, and I go to church in any city that I'm in. But I think that the denial is what keeps, It being so annoying because there's such a denial of of what's really going on. You You know what? Stop denying what your ultimate plan is and just say. Just come right out and say it. Look, you know, we're sick and tired of you people out here on the planet. We think the planet's overpopulated. So if some of you just, you know, opt out, okay, that's a percentage we don't have to worry about. And we'd really like to control you. You're not handling things well anyway. We want to know where you're going, what you're doing, and we want to know, you know, how do you spend. It's not enough that you have credit cards and we can and we can um, track you that way. We want all these other ways to track you all the time and totally control you. You know, we just say it. You know, just come right out and say it. And say we want to annihilate. You know, we want to to annihilate the Caucasian part of the population, and, you know, that will make a lot of people happy. Because I
0: think
1: that's what's going on.
0: Well, and again, I'd like for some of these people to define for me what is essential. How do you define essential? How do you? Uh, You know, and I'm not sure how they define it.
1: Well, so food, because people have to eat, and liquor – because you have to keep people sedated.
0: <laughs> well, and we know that liquor sales are through the roof.
1: They are. Uh,
0: you know, and uh, and all, what we're doing is we're really doing damage in that way.
1: Very much so. You know, so.
0: I, the, the restaurants that I go to, uh, you know, I feel safe in them. I mean, they are doing the protocol. Yeah. To make sure that people are safe. Yeah. Um, and, and yet there are these, these people, these demigods who want to be god, who are just playing with the lives of these people, and yet they say that they care, but they don't, they don't really look at the facts of what these small businesses are doing to make sure that their customers are safe. You know, I, I think some of the cleanest places to go right now and safest places to go are to restaurants. Yeah. Because they, they really, I mean, I, I go and, you know, the, the number of restaurants that have put up plexiglass between the booths, are, they've eliminated X amount of tables so that people aren't sitting on top of each other. And, you know, someone needs to come out and openly ask these politicians, how do you define essential?
1: Okay, who's going to ask and who are we going to ask?
0: Uh, You're going to ask the mayor of Chicago.
1: (laughs) When we we end our call today, then you better say goodbye forever because (laughs) I think I'll, you know i'll be I'll be swept into Lake Michigan, which you know i don't know i'll tell you i'll tell ya it it is it is amazing how intimidating how really truly intimidating things are i i i feel um, you know me i'm pretty spirited but <laughs> i feel fairly intimidated these days.
0: You know? Yes. I would think spirited would be one way to define <laughs> your personality.
1: You know. You
0: know, they keep they keep talking about the numbers. But yet they're they're not really talking about the rate of people who have who may have contracted COVID but, you know, are being released from the hospitals. hmm uh, I mean if you if you look at the percentage of deaths, uh, it is way, way
1: down. Well, it never has been these record numbers, you know. I mean, we've got, like, uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked in the last week or two, but we had 2 million people or 2.5 million people around the world who had died of, this, uh, of the diagnosis of having this virus. Now, the comorbidities and what really killed somebody you know, if, if you really are ill and compromised and you catch a cold, that can really be devastating. Uh, to catch any kind of a virus can be devastating once you're already compromised. This really would have been an ideal time, and it still is. I, I would really like to see our health community, not our sick community, but our health community, come forward like many of us have and work with our clients and patients, and work with the public to teach people, when we talk about in, in boosting your immune system, what does that mean? How do you do that? And what does that holistic picture look like? You know, what we could have done, we could have started that in December for Christmas. The government could have sent out a massive package to every household and said, here's your, here's your well-being package this is, this is America. We're going to set the tone for the world. And this is your package of well-being products and instructions. And here's what you do to really become healthy now that we're under this threat of a virus that we think is creeping into our culture. And, and right now people would be sitting here thinner, wiser, with more clarity in their mind and healthier and resisting anything as opposed to, Um, where so many people are sitting now. And by the way, in addition to the cold weather, they're saying, well, just go sit outside. You know, go gather outside. Okay, should we do that in the snow and the rain? I mean, because I've done it. I want to see people. I've done it. I bundle up. I'm hearty. But there's an insanity to it. But we could have done it differently, and it hasn't been done differently. And, and it's not going to be done differently. And to whoever the powers that be are, satisfied, got them now, got the people now, got them right where we want them. Now what are we going to do? And then they're going to move on to the next ugly, horrible plan.
0: Well, you know, again, uh, I believe this is all about people feeling that they have the power to do whatever they want to do. And these people in political positions, uh, you know, they don't feel like they have to answer to anybody. They can just make an executive order and, you know, say this is now the law, which if you check the law, it's not, it's not the law because they, they can't do it that way.
1: <laughs> so what are your coping mechanisms? Because I'll tell you, my coping mechanisms are, are all the things that I've been talking about. You know, I go into fantasy land, I go to the beach, I stay alone. I, you know, whatever it is I'm doing. So, what are your coping mechanisms?
0: I drink. <laughs> I drink water <laughs>
1: because
0: I think the water is healthy for me. It is. Yeah, and the more water I I drink, the more I can keep my system cleansed. Uh, but, you know what? Uh, I keep my mind busy.
1: Yeah.
0: Because it. it if we shut our mind down, then what's going to happen is that we're going to turn our emotions loose. I know. And when we turn our emotions loose, then we're dangerous. Uh, I was having a discussion with Troy this morning, uh, the young male on my staff, who has been the engineer to design the Learning Center. Ah. Yeah. And we were talking about, and I asked him, I said, you know what, uh, at first I had, a, I had a question about why in the world Are we releasing the learning center on December the fourth?
1: Right. Your volume switched a little. Is it better now? Keep talking. Keep talking. There you go. Okay. Okay.
0: But you know, what's the? Why are we doing this on December the fourth? And we got to talking about this. And you know, this morning we were talking about people need something to get them back to living from their mind down. Yes. Yes not their emotions up.
1: Yeah, there you go. And
0: I I think as long as we're feeding the human mind positive information and as long as we're feeding the human mind information designed to challenge us, then that feeds our spirit. And when the spirit is strong, we look at life from a different mindset. And when the spirit is weak, Yeah. We don't look at life from our mind. We look at life through our emotions, and we keep playing that what-if game. And one of the most dangerous games we can play, I tell people all the time, you can't answer a what-if question without answering with another what-if. so anyway you can answer a what-if question. What if this happens? Well, okay, but what if this happens? And The what-if questions get into a vicious circle, and they just leave people confused. They leave them frustrated, and they leave them without any picture of resolution. Yeah. And when you look around right now, Deb, I don't see anybody talking about resolution. I mean, we we see the virus as a a way of stopping uh, the virus, but it's more than just the virus. It's the way it's being handled. And are these decisions that are being made, are they being made really to resolve or just to keep the confusion, the uncertainty, and the unknown as a part of who we are? Why can't we come together and say, okay, maybe we can't agree on everything, but where can we start? Where can we find a point of freedom where we can put the American – people above our political agenda and and, and you know I, I don't I don't hear that I hear a lot of uh, this is what we're going to do but it never gets done and it goes back to my three little words behavior never lies don't tell me what you're going to do do it yeah
1: exactly show me
0: show me, show me through action what you're going to do and and quit talking about it. quit dangling the carrot out there for me. Show me through your actions what you're going to do. But again, because we're, we're not sitting down and co- and bringing collective genius together because I think when you put people who are who are driven by resolution together, you have collective genius. The sharing of the human mind is powerful. Yes, it is. And when you got that collective genius, you have what I think is one of the top three words in language, and that's resilience. Yeah, resilience. And I think resilience is a huge word. But it's another one of those words that I think are, is under attack today because if I destroy the human spirit, I take away resilience. And we, we have got to stand up and start fighting against this agenda that's out there, that is to break the human spirit, um, and I, I think I think if they keep pushing this, I, I think all of a sudden uh, the masses are going to come out, and they're going to say enough is enough. Yeah, but you know, for me, I just work every day to keep myself strong. Uh, I limit. I limit the news.
1: I really do, too. Uh,
0: because everything about the news, and I don't care who you watch, what, what station you watch, uh, there's always some kind of a negative factor of fear that comes out.
1: One of the things that I did for myself, um, this might have been on, on Thanksgiving. It was either on Thanksgiving or the day after, but Fox Nation and whatever I don't know, I was flipping around on the channels. Had the uh, American Patriot Awards. Yep. That was. I sat and cried, it, through most of it, because it was stories. They were not slanted. I don't care if you watch any other channel. I don't. It doesn't matter what you watch. They're all off and. And it's hilarious because they criticize one another for being ridiculous. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you talking about your colleagues and associates as though you're not one of them? <laughs> you're all the same. you just, you know, I don't care if you're wearing blue or red. You're all full of hog manure because you got an earbud in your ear and somebody's telling you what to say. And so just stop it. We'll never know what you really think, but this show was impartial America and it was singing the national anthem it was singing patriotic songs it was singing a beautiful song earth to God I sobbed like a baby when that song was being sung and I thought I looked out my windows over this beautiful lake into nature into the dark of night and I sang with that song and said please earth to God. If there was ever an opportunity for an appearance, for a reckoning, for a blessing, there, my coping mechanism and my unshakable faith is a, is a, is a massive coping mechanism. It gives me the inspiration to be optimistic that this time of trouble and strife is one that brings us into a cleaner gentler more appreciative world and that the human condition is valued that this strife that we are in and this uncertainty is actually a desperate turn and will pivot into peace into harmony and appreciation but I think that the path between here and there is not a snap of the fingers. I, I see it as being excruciating. And I I I my whole life have been able to see. I have prayed to be able to see. And I don't know how to influence what I see.
0: But do you do you believe that right now we're really seeking and moving toward a kinder gentler nation i don't
1: i don't believe <clears throat> we're like 11 steps away from that but i but i believe with the right energy and messaging that it can be that because there's a certain philosophical theme that when you are living in the contrast of what you really desire, if you are uncomfortable with where you're at and what you really desire is this other, you have this energy, this desire, this drive, this hope, this inspiration, this motivation to arrive there. And it's, and it's oftentimes... A pro, uh, it's always a process to get there, and so I think that we are right now in a space of extreme um, uh, distraction, and we're 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 living in. We're living in the opposite of where we want to be. We're, we're, in a, we're in a position of distinctive difference from where we want to be. I just don't want anybody to slip into the hell of indifference.
0: Do you think that right now we are a nation that is willing to listen to each other? Oh, my
1: God. The most innocent statements among people who love each other are completely at risk. The, the insults that are heard between people are phenomenally high.
0: What do you think it would take for people to stop, take a deep breath, and, and really look at each other and go, I want to understand. I want to understand where you're coming from, and I really want to listen to what you're saying. You think we're in a position to do that right now?
1: In isolated ways, perhaps. In overt ways, when we have such a heavy cyber influence that is is so rude and crude and disrespectful it is it is a challenge when we have panic and fear it is Inconceivable.
0: Where do you think this has to start, Deb? Where does it have to start?
1: It starts right here with you and me. And I think we do. Each one of us. Yep, and we infiltrate as much as we can. That, by the way, is why our channel, where this episode will appear, I have rebranded us, and it's now called It's Not. It's not the Deborah Carlin YouTube channel. It's called Partners in Excellence Media. And I want to grow this immediately and have it become, uh, you know, a, a, a panel of 20 to 30 at the most co-hosts. And we are on here. We are, we, are, we are filling the the Internet and the airwaves. You know, I did our numbers again, and we've gone up four times in our distribution across uh, the search engines, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I sent everybody on this platform the numbers of you solo, me solo, us together, and and then after we'd been together for, you know, like five or six weeks, and the numbers had gone up twice, and they've gone up four times since then. And, I mean, I was sitting here the other day, and I thought – I've never had these kinds of numbers, and they're really legitimately my work, my creations, but the distribution's gone huge. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, the distribution that Blog Talk Radio does out into thousands of outlets. I mean, our shows are in thousands of outlets, and our, our YouTube channel is, is out all over and the 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 tags that I'm using, the keywords that I'm using are becoming into the hundreds and thousands and 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 we are in a position to deliver good and by George it does start here. Thank you for asking that question.
0: Well, you know, and here's and I really do believe this. I think the goodness of the American people is stronger than the negative voices that are being listened to. But I think that the negative voices are, are shouting louder than the positive voices, and what's happening is negative voices are, are getting more coverage. And, you know, the more coverage they get, the more it seems like that they must really be the voice. You know, if you listen to what Bernie Sanders said, that the American public has told us that they want socialism. No, they have If anything, they've told us the opposite. Yeah. But if all I hear is one side and the other side is not given a voice, then I may think, you know what, he's right. But I think if push came to shove, I don't think socialism is anything that's wanted in this country. Uh, There are those people who want it. Uh, But if they got it, I'm not sure they would want it. It just seems like it's a a platform that they can stand on, where they can view out their their opinionated vomit and spew it over people.
1: Well, there's a there we've We've got a few minutes left and I, and I and I'll say this when I ask people to talk to me about communism, socialism, and capitalism, what I hear most frequently i mean really, truly frequently is if we were socialists, it would mean that we would be compassionate and we would provide for all and what I have said is Let me just ask you a question. Do you understand that the United States of America has been the most compassionate nation on the planet? We show up wherever there's trouble, whenever there's trouble. We bring in whatever is needed to rescue people and to save the day. America has arrived. America is here. Do we need to spend more time being compassionate in our own country? We're incredibly compassionate in our own country. Can you ever be over-compassionate? No, but what we can do is fortify people so that they can learn to stand on their glorious strength. And well,
0: one of the things I want from these leaders is I just want them to start thinking. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to ask um, Mr. Biden, you're, you're wanting to give 11 million illegal people in this country you're willing to open the doors and just let them have free everything. How are you going to pay for this? And don't tell me you're going to tax the wealthy. No, you're not. How are you going to pay for this? You and I will want will end up paying for this. And, you know, it, it just seems that some of these people just in power believe, let's give, 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 give. give. Yeah. If we do that, then everything's going to be better. It
1: won't. So in closing on our show, leaving our audience hopeful, please come back every day to Partners in Excellence Media on YouTube. Come to see Richard Flint at richardflint.com, right? Yeah, and, Deb, I'd like to invite everybody to
0: come to uh, – this coming Thursday is my monthly uh, free webinar, and my theme for this month is Becoming the Authentic You. What does it mean to be the authentic you?
1: Okay, and they can get to that at richardflint.com.
0: They sure can. They can register. Okay. And uh, it, is a, it is a powerful form, and then Friday again is the release of our Learning Center, and five come, years of life is going to explode.
1: Come, enjoy. This has been another episode of No Apologies. This is Dr. Dub Carlin and Richard Flint. A beautiful day and a beautiful week and we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for being here today. <laughs> um Using a new part of the technology, so bear with me for a second again that's richard flint dot <laughs> <To the> countdown. <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> I feel like I should have a little counter here. This is so funny, okay. Ten, nine. By the way, if you weren't here live with us on the video, Richard Flint has got a big, huge Christmas tree behind him today, which is hysterical and wonderful. Christmas spirit, ho, ho, ho. It is ho, ho, ho time. (laughs) As we're sitting here waiting for the show to end, what's funny is that there's no – I did the technology – Seconds, okay. Now it's going to say goodbye in nine seconds. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. (laughs) She has a different clock. Come on, Brittany. Say goodbye. She said 10 seconds. It's a long 10 seconds. This is the comedic part of the show. This is the bloopers episode. <laughs> okay. I don't want to hang it up because I don't want to. We're right at it one, one
0: o'clock with one minute after one. Okay. She just likes to hear herself talk.
1: Evidently. Okay, space.